What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, welcome back to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, friends, and family. This is your host, Rob Schallenberger. It's a beautiful day in Utah. I'm looking out at a blue sky, a slight breeze, and pretty warm. So I hope you're having a great day and a wonderful week wherever you're at in the world. You know what? If not, wonderful. You're listening to this, and and hopefully this will help boost your spirits a little bit and, and get us into a better place. You know, first of all, I want to thank those who have written emails, you know, filled out a contact form. Several people have written just saying thank you. And that means a lot. I want you to know that we appreciate that. Someone wrote this week and said they listened to all 230 plus podcasts over the course of three or four months. And I thought, oh, wow, (laughs) that's a lot of podcast listening. So uh, at any rate, I just want to say thank you. That means a lot that you take the time to reach out and, and acknowledge that. You know, we're all in this together. We want to be successful personally in our lives, our relationships. So I just wanted to say thank you to those that reached out. It means a lot. So this is what we're going to consider our mid-year checkpoint. And regardless of when you're listening to this, I invite you to consider this your mid-year check-in. You know, see how things are going so far with your finances, your health, your relationships, your work. And, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's November, December, someone starts listening to this podcast down the road. It's the same thing. You know, this is an evaluation. It's a check-in point. It's not one to beat ourselves up. It's, It's rather just a chance to make a slight course correction. In the F-16, you know, back when I flew the F-16, if you're flying cross-country, it's usually just a matter of slight course corrections. It's one or two degrees, and those one or two degrees actually have a big impact when you multiply them over the course of thousands of miles. It's a little bit like life. You know, sometimes there are some major course corrections. What we're looking for, though, oftentimes are just these small little adjustments here and there, and so that's what this podcast is about, you know, looking at your ear and making a slight adjustment as necessary. So here's my first thought or invitation for you. Number one, if you look at your different areas of your life right now, finances, health, relationships, you know, work, how would you rate yourself so far this year on a scale of one to 10? 10 was fabulous. It's been, you know, the best year ever. One, man, things aren't going so well at all. Where would you rate yourself on each of those areas? Finances, health, relationships, work, your personal life, you know, emotional, mental stability, things like that. And then the question is, hopefully, internally, start thinking about, well, what can I do and what can you do? Start moving the needle and increase and get better this year in some of those areas. What can we do that would have an impact? And I'm going to share five things on this podcast, but internally, you know, you can come up with several more. These are five of probably hundreds of things that we could do to really refocus this year to make those course corrections, those pivots or those adjustments. And, you know, the reason that I feel like this is so important is, number one, I've been been very introspective myself over the last three to four weeks. Obviously, it's been quite the year for so many people in different ways. And just in the last couple of weeks, I've talked with people who are on every point at this scale, you know, this imaginary scale of people who are having their best year ever in business. And then there's some (laughs) who have lost their business or are barely making it by and they're not sure how they're going to make it to next month. And there's a lot of people in the middle there somewhere. So, you know, this is a tough time for a lot of people. Some of you know that we wrote a book called Conquer Anxiety with our friend, Dr. John Skidmore. 
He said, man, he's never had more business than he has right now. There's just been so many people come in with anxiety and, and this has just been a really busy time for him. And so I thought, you know, this is a great time for a mid-year check-in. That's the point of this podcast is all I'm going to do is take a few minutes and offer a few thoughts that you can consider going into the rest of the year strong so that we can make it a great few months. And I'll go through these pretty quickly. So this will be one of our shorter podcasts. The hope is, though, it'll get us thinking about some things that we can do and those little pivots that we can make. All right, so here we go. Just a few random thoughts that I put down. Five things that you can do as you do a mid-year check-in and potentially make some course corrections. Number one is consider how you start the morning. This is a big deal. And what I mean by that is, you know, oftentimes the way we start the morning will set the tone for the rest of the day. Some of you may have read the book or heard the talk given by an admiral at the University of Texas where he focused on make your bed. In other words, he's saying make your bed in the morning because it gives you a victory. You know, no matter how the rest of the day goes, at least you have a victory first thing in the morning. So make your bed. And then in, you know, other things that obviously would be included in that exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling, reading. Uh, we've done a couple of podcasts on this through the years. One of them is titled The Becoming Your Best Morning. The point is that if you start the morning strong, the day is so much more likely to go better. In my opinion, one of the worst things to do first thing out of the shoots in the morning is to roll over and check our phone and email. <laughs> and especially the news. You know, 16 out of 17 news stories on average are negative, And I'll get to this in a few minutes. That's one of the worst things we could do is flip over, start checking email because stress goes up. Now we're, now we're putting into our brain things that, you know, aren't really moving us to, towards our goals. There's an old saying says G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. Well, let's not put garbage in our brain first things in the morning. Let's flip that around and instead call it G-I-G-O, greatness in, greatness out. So I'm inviting us to put greatness into our brain first thing in the morning. And this is why number two, pre-week planning becomes so important. When we're actively and consistently doing pre-week planning, we're much more likely to be able to make time for exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling, reading, and all of these things. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that we need to do that every single morning. You know, exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling. That requires an extremely high level of discipline. And most of us will probably miss a morning here or there or even a week or two. That's okay. Can't beat ourselves up. None of us are perfect. The point is scheduling those things proactively into our week so that they do become a priority. You know, when I, when I say consider how you start the morning, the other part of this is I would say no social media. I would lump that right up there with the news and the email. Stay off of Facebook, Instagram, all of these different social media sites first thing in the morning. Really focus on getting the mind and the body right to start the day. So that's number one, is look back, you know, have you been doing throughout the year in your morning routine? What does that look like? How do you make that better going into the rest of the year? Number two, I just started to allude to it, and that is pre-week planning. <laughs> now, if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, you know how powerful pre-week planning is. And when I say pre-week planning, I'm talking about sitting down on the weekend, reviewing your vision, your goals, identifying your different roles, what matters most in your role or roles this week, and when will you do them? As a parent, as a spouse, you know, whatever your current job title is, personally. A person consistently doing pre-week planning will accomplish Huge numbers. And I want to share some of those with you because we've just gotten new research on this. And I mentioned it on one other podcast. I'll mention it again here. So pre-week planning will help anyone increase their performance and productivity by at least 30 to 50% on average during a week. Now let's translate what that means in numbers. We finished a study of someone, well, 
people, not someone, people doing pre-week planning over the course of about five weeks. On average, the first week, there are 23 total activities planned and 13 accomplished. So when we say 23 total activities planned across roles, 23 total activities. You know, as a parent, maybe there's three. Personally, six. As a manager, four. Whatever. You add those up, they came up to 23. After four weeks, that number is around 43 to 44 activities planned where that tends to be the average with about 33 to 34 accomplished. So if you just look at the number of activities accomplished, the average goes from 13 to 33 to 34. That means there are 20 to 30 more activities being accomplished a week when a person is doing pre-week planning than they otherwise would have likely done. Now, let's consider the math over the course of a month and a year. Four times 20 to 30, we'll just start with the lower numbers. That's 120. Or that, that, well, that's the higher number. So basically, you have anywhere from 80 to 120. 80 to 120 more activities in a month than you may have otherwise had. What about over the course of a year? Let's just call it a round number of 1,000. That's 1,000 more activities by doing pre-week planning consistently than a person would have done otherwise. And that's fine when you look at these and say, you know, those are just numbers. The reality is every one of those numbers represents a meaningful activity in your life. A note to your spouse. Maybe it's exercise. It's reading. It's meditation, yoga. It's doing a continue start stop with one of your coworkers or teammates. It's calling an important client. What's the impact of pre-week planning over the course of a lifetime? <laughs> I mean, that's not even measurable, is it? It's, it's just huge. So this is a good mid-year check-in. How's pre-week planning going? And if this is something that has fallen off of your radar or slipped out of your cross-check, I invite you to bring this back to the front. You know, really commit to pre-week planning. No doubt it takes discipline right? It takes effort to sit down and consistently do this. And so I invite you, if, if this has been something that slipped out of the radar, to come back and really commit to pre-week planning week after week. And if it helps, put a, an alarm or a reminder on your phone, you know, that repeats. And, and that's, that's helped a lot of people. It really connects the intention to the habit. All right, number three, since we're talking about pre-week planning, are you reviewing your roles and goals each week as part of pre-week planning? I like to tell our coaching clients and others that a good end of year target is about 70% plus accomplishment of our goals. You know, COVID, when we came up with our goals, if you did this at the beginning of the year, December, that wasn't even on the radar. So, so many things have changed and that happens throughout a year. You know, maybe there's a health challenge that comes up that you had no idea was going to happen. So pivots will come up during the year. Things will change. That's why I say that 70% is a good target accomplishment rate, which means don't beat yourself up. <laughs> if you're not on track for your goals, if you know we're accomplishing some and not others, it's not a beat yourself up session. It's say, hey, how do I refocus on what matters most? And so consider adding or tweaking a goal if necessary. But the intent, the whole point of having roles and goals is to stay focused on what matters most. And so this is just my invitation to go back, look at them, tweak them if necessary, and make sure that you're reviewing them every week as part of pre-week planning. And again, it's just about, you know, each one of us has a limitation of time and resources, how to use that time and resources to really do what matters most. And that's the power of pre-week planning combined with roles and goals. Okay, part of this mid-year check-in, four out of five. Here's number four. Listen to and read things that uplift. <laughs> now, why would I say this? You know, just from a personal aspect, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I just, and I'll share something a little vulnerable, I just felt inundated by all the negativity that was shown on mainstream media. It was just like, man, you couldn't go to a site, you know, whether it was a website that's a news website, whether it was flipping on TV, whatever. 
without being bombarded by negativity. And it was really impacting me internally. I was thinking, man, I, this is just a, it's a real downer. Country seems divided. There's just all this stuff going on in the world. And I know there's other people that can relate to this because I've heard it said so many times by so many different people. And so I know a lot of people can relate to that. And you know, in the Bible, whether you believe it or not, there's a powerful scripture there in Matthew talking about, you know, looking towards the last days. And there's something in there that caught my attention recently. And it said, in the last days, men's hearts will fail them. And I've heard people say, you know, you could call that heart disease and other things like that. And that's fine. There's probably multiple ways to interpret that. But one that has really stuck out to me recently is that another way to interpret that is to insert the word hope right there. You know, as we move into this craziness of the world with all the negativity, it's very easy to lose hope. And hope is a very powerful emotion. You know, you think about what happens when there's hope versus when there's no hope. And the truth is there is always hope. The sun will always rise the next day. It always has. <laughs> and we can count on that in our lifetimes that it always will. The point is that we need to be wary of that. You know, we need to be paying attention and of what we're putting into our brains. So I personally, this is something I made a decision to do over the last week and a half was to, now I'm not going to do this permanently, but for the next week and a half, no news sites, no social media. And I'll tell you, it's amazing how many times instinctively I would open my phone and want to go to one of those places, you know, Fox News or open up Facebook or Instagram. And I just realized I just need to close it. And I actually took the app off my phone. That was helpful. It's been awesome not having that as part of my daily life. <laughs> you know, I'm able to focus on so many other things. I'm consciously listening to different talks, you know, inspiring little tidbits that are 10 to 15 minutes long. And it has been just an awesome change. So when I do go back to the news and things like that, I'm going to make it much more limited and only allow myself certain windows throughout the day where I'm going to invite that in and, and stay plugged in. So I would just invite you to be very careful about what you listen to and, and read and what we're putting into our brains. And the second half of this year, you know, maybe consider limiting social media. Maybe consider limiting uh, how much you look at the news and other things and instead focus on uplifting books like this podcast and, and many others out there that are awesome, that are lifting and inspiring and make us want to feel and do better. All right, number five, last one. And that is to serve. I just want you to think about that. How do you feel when you serve other people? Wouldn't you agree with me that that is one of the greatest mood boosters in the world? There's just something about service. And you know, I, I'm so inspired by just countless numbers of people out there who find amazing ways to serve. And, and this is not a comparison. We don't compare ourselves because that's just a rabbit hole that none of us should be going down. And it's easy to do that. You know, you look at some people and you think, wow, they serve so much. <laughs> or wow, they do this and that. And that's just, a, 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 that's kind of like social media. That's the rabbit hole we don't want to go down. And I'm just inviting you to consider ways to serve that work for you. You know, sometimes that might be taking cookies to someone in your area that would benefit from them. For others, it could be a much bigger philanthropic effort, creating a charity, something like that. There's just so many ways to do it. And I believe that if we're willing and we pray and we put our thoughts into this and we turn part of this over to God, that he will direct us for good that we will find opportunities to lift and serve in our stewardships, in our areas where we can have an impact and make a difference. And it's ironic that when I say that, sometimes the biggest impact and difference happens within our own hearts and, and minds. You know, we just, very, very, very small. We filled a jar full of treats, took them to someone in our area last week as a family. She wrote a nice thank you note. And I really think we benefited more than she did from that. It was a great boost of 
just goodness. <laughs> it felt so good to go out and do something like that for someone else. And I realized with COVID, this creates different challenges. You know, if, if you're a person that is immune compromised and this is a big concern for you, find a way to serve in other ways. You know, maybe it's a phone call. The point is there are ways we can lift others and we tend to benefit the most when we find those ways to serve. So that's it. Do something positive for someone. Focus the second half of the year, this mid-year check-in on finding more opportunities to lift and serve others. So that's it. You know, I just wanted to share a few ideas, thoughts, mid-year check-in. How are things going? How's the year going? Finances, health, relationships. Just a brief summary. Number one, consider how you start the morning. Really be conscious of the way you start your day. Number two, this is a great get back on the horse moment for pre-week planning. If it's something that slipped out of our cross check, great. We learned from that. Now let's get back on it. Number three, reviewing your roles and goals and making adjustments if necessary so that you can look at those every week as part of your pre-week planning. Number four, listen to and read things that uplift. Be very conscious of what we're putting into our minds. For me, that was getting rid of news and social media, you know, for the last week and a half. And then number five is to serve. So I hope this has been helpful, you know, provided you some thoughts, some insights, and maybe allowed you to look introspectively into your own life, your own relationships, and think about how we can make this, you know, remainder of the year a great year, no matter what may come our way, because so much of this is in our court, you know, how we respond. So uh, we appreciate you. You know, we're inspired by the stories that you share and what would be awesome, not possible, but awesome. Wouldn't it be great to be able to see what each person is actually doing just internally in their lives and the, the goodness that's still happening all over the world? Because unfortunately in the mainstream media, it just so much of it is a bombardment of negative news yet. Boy, when you start to get into people's personal lives, there's so much good happening. And I wish we could recognize that somehow and see all of the, the goodness that is happening because that is inspiring. That's what brings hope is, you know, we know the outcome of this story. So again, we thank you. We hope you have a great day and a wonderful rest of the week. Take care. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.